button near the kitchen door. I always listen. I seldom reply. Silence. She was postponing her response. She was aware that corroded wires in the kitchen speaker made everybody sound ridiculous. She did not want to sound ridiculous. Sometime during the 50s, I read an actor's autobiography, Errol Flynn's, and loved it. It was full of fun, an unblushing confession of marvelous outrages, and I envied it because it was the kind of story I knew I wasn't able to write about myself. What could I tell that would be half so entertaining? What, for instance, about sex and love, topics large in the Flynn book and requisite to success in all biographies of no consequence? I married once, so did my wife in 1951, and the marriage was still happy and promising, untroubled by supplemental relationships or disagreeable surprises. My life had not been dull, but it was a chain of events that did not glitter even for me. I was thinking about all this because of Jimmy Cagney. Jimmy's was the next actor's autobiography I read, and it differed from Flynn's as a glow in the hearth from a fire in the rafters. Jimmy wrote a life that was hard and professionally painful, yet not without fun. I thought that if I could arrive somewhere in that neighborhood, I might do a book sometime. I suddenly wanted to begin my book. I recall a surge of enthusiasm, but it soon subsided. How was I to begin? Who was I, anyway? Did I know? I asked myself that question until I got tired of it. And one day the question was asked of me by a pretty blonde woman who, with a friend, a pretty brunette, was looking at me across a luncheon table. Do you know who you are? I was thinking about a response, but the brunette preempted me. She said, of course he does. He knows exactly who he is. I smiled at her and looked back at the blonde who shrugged. She would have preferred the answer from me. I was not acquainted with these ladies. They had won me in a raffle. Or rather, their winning tickets had entitled them to a lunch with me at my Beverly Hills restaurant. I said to the brunette, Funny you should think I know exactly who I am. If I knew, I could start writing about it. An autobiography, said the brunette. The blonde shook her head and said very seriously, You can't tell who you are in an autobiography. Who you are, that's not to write about. It's just for you to know. And he knows, said the brunette. He knows exactly. I know he knows. She knew I knew. What did she mean by that? My face is a sphere on which little, least of all, apprehension may hide, and the brunette hastened to put me at ease. Of course, I have no personal knowledge, she said, only psychic. I relaxed. Nothing psychic ever alarms me. Exactly what is a book, interposed the blonde. She did not wait for the answer I was trying to form. She said, A book is just a bunch of events from when you were born up to whenever. But the past can't tell anybody who you are because the past is not who you are. Who you are has nothing to do with any of that. It's about right now, today, and no other day matters. This kind of talk was not unfamiliar. It was, during that decade of the 70s, the kind of talk one often heard at trendy but goofy parties in the Hollywood Hills. Whatever you happened to be was wonderful. Whatever you happened to know was more than enough. And if you had been conned into believing this by some self-realization guru, you could fancy yourself a savant, regardless of the debris or vacuity of your past. You could feel whole and worthy right now. The brunette said, 
My friend is right. Change is always going on, and people and things get better all the time. I'm an optimist, she giggled. The blonde smiled tolerantly to imply, I think, that her friend's comprehension was characteristically in her ears. The word better, she softly advised, is really not useful. And that was about all there was to that, but the point of the story is that the encounter put me off stride. I stopped working on the book. However, I soon got my first chance to write something about myself. In 1983 and again in 1984, I failed on Broadway, but press agents for those two unlucky shows had asked me for a biographical sketch. I wrote one, and they used some of it in Playbill, the theater program for the plays. Here is that sketch for the convenience of the hurried reader, say a talk show host who wants to know something about me, but not much. About Carol O'Connor. He has won five Emmy Awards and the Peabody Award for television acting. Four were for comedy acting.